Shalom, 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 evening people of God. Shalom, evening everybody. I believe you are all doing well. Wow, God bless you. I want to welcome everybody to this evening's meeting. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you all. Alright, shalom, shalom everybody. Glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus. Okay, wherever you are, just lift up your voice. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Lift up your voice and thank God. Lift up your voice and bless the name of the Lord. Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your covering, even that is upon your people. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thou glorified Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Shababada gavada gada gada beyatas. Ipande shigo vreti sapala dahaya. Shababada gada lebele gadiyash. Ancient of days, we give you glory. Shabu veriyako shamaradahaya. Iprate ko shavila mohuzeri saparadahaya. Ikotapo shedi hatias. Sevila hakuna hazino hutis. Ikambingos kivrares pelelemeredigan. Iprate. Shabababababadabash. Ipande shigo vratiza la bahaya. Shatataka patias. In the name of Jesus, we pray, let the atmosphere be set for your glory. Let the atmosphere be set for your power. Let the atmosphere be set for your power. In the name of Jesus. Let the atmosphere be set for your power in the name of Jesus. I minister healing even through the, the, the airwaves in the name of Jesus. I minister your healing to any sick body right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit of God, let your mighty stretched arm bring testimonies in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus. Eternal Father, we give you praise and the glory. Thank you for such a time as this, even in your presence, Lord. It is a moment that you have prepared to be a blessing to your church. In Jesus' precious mighty name, we have gathered with our hearts open, even to hearken to your voice. I pray. 
that your mighty voice will come to us. Even the voice of you that breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. Even the voice that sounds like many waters. Even the still small voice of the Spirit of the Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus that anything that will try to impede even the movement of your word into our lives by the power of the Holy Ghost the other day. Jeremiah the prophet said, The word of the Lord is like a hammer that breaketh every hardened thing. We declare in Jesus' precious mighty name, let the hammer of your word break every evil thing that is hard and has refused to be dismantled in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the hearts of your people will be prepared even as a fertile ground to receive the seeds of your word, that it might germinate and grow thereby, that your name alone will be glorified. We thank you even for tonight. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. It is always an exciting moment to have all of you here to believe even in the words of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is always an exciting moment. I'm very excited to have all of you here. And I believe that any time we meet like this before the presence of the Lord, the Lord actually has something amazing to do. Hallelujah. And I believe that this evening is not going to be an exception. The gracious Lord will lift up his hand upon you and you will return with a testimony in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Wow. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yesterday, by the special grace of God, we started a certain new <laughs> yesterday by the special grace of God we started um, a new topic which actually is the mystery of feet washing the mystery of feet washing the mystery of feet washing can you all hear me please amazing 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 glory to jesus now we lay the foundation of feet washing we actually spoke about what the feet represents in a man's life and this evening we are actually going to go a little bit deeper so that the Lord will open our eyes and we will know how the enemy tries to attack our lives and our destinies on the dimension of the feet. And the Lord will open our eyes and grant us grace in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Alright, so get ready. Get ready. 
we laid a foundation that God said in the book of Isaiah chapter 66 verse 1 that heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool and when we speak of the footstool of God it means that that is where God exerts his power and dominion he sits in heaven and he manifests his power on the earth so we have understood that the power of God is not really seen in heaven it is mostly manifested on the earth and one of the um, when we talk about the power of God we actually bring it into our normal understanding as the anointing and the move of the Spirit of God so we all know that it is actually when the anointing begins to flow in a man's life we see manifestations and one of them actually is about healing when you are healing the sick it will be very difficult to see a sick person in heaven there is nothing like sickness in heaven so in heaven there is nothing like healing anointing there is nothing like healing power there is nobody blind in heaven that you would need an anointing to open that blind eye so it will be very difficult to see the manifestation of the power of god in heaven it is only the holiness of god that radiates from the throne in heaven so once you enter into heaven the only thing you really experience is the holiness and the glory but when you come to the earth we see the manifestation of the power of god so god sits in heaven and he exerts his power on the earth it is on the earth that definitely there will be a blind man that will get healed it is on the earth that definitely you will see somebody's things getting missing that god will bring it back as we have always seen when you go to heaven healing is not a testimony in fact there is nothing like healing god does not need anointing in heaven we are the people on this earth that need the anointing and it is actually the manifestation of god's power so anytime the scripture tells us that the heaven is the throne of god but the earth is his footstool you have to understand that the footstool actually is a sign of the manifestation and the exertion of power are you getting it great so there is just the simplest meaning of it that is to let us know that the feet of god speaks of the dominion the power the rulership of god the feet of god is a sign of god's dominion god's power and god's rulership over the earth so every man's feet is a sign of the man's dominion and get this one of the, the main reason why God made man, according to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our own image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion. So the reason why God made man was that man should have dominion. And if your feet is also your sign of dominion as a man, then your assignment on this earth is actually condensed and concentrated at your feet don't forget that 
your entire assignment on this earth is concentrated at your feet. Are you with me? So there are two things that most of the times you even hear me say. We call it the craft from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. These two dimensions of a man, the crown and the soles, are actually a, a direct Can you all hear me, please? Okay. Good. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. The moment a person says from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, he has actually spoken of the entire you. There are two main places when a man attacks, he can quickly destroy your destiny. Listen to me carefully. He can quickly destroy your life by attacking these two places the first one is the crown of your head and the second one is the soles of your feet now get this when we talked yesterday we understood from the book of revelations chapter 3 verse 11 when the word of god said lay hold on fast to that which you have so that no man will take away your crown and I told you that crowns are put on the head of a man. And the head of every man is a symbol of the man's destiny. And I said, every destiny has a crown. The crown of that destiny is known as the glory of the destiny. If you lose your crown, your head is nothing. That means that once you lose your glory in destiny, it is a waste of life. Are you are you all with me? God bless you, man of God, oracle of God. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. All right, you get it. So, one of the things you have to understand in this life. Is that as a human being, as you are walking on this earth, there are two main parts of your life that have the concentrated you. The first one is your head. Because it is on your head that the glory is found, which is the crown. I already told you that God is seated in heaven. And when you go to heaven, there are two things you experience. The glory and the holiness. In fact, the holiness of God is actually inside the glory of God. So you are in heaven, you experience the glory. 
but on earth which is his footstool, the dominion of God is manifested. So heaven and earth actually is also a sign of glory and dominion. Glory and dominion. And that is exactly the same way as your head and your feet. Your head and your feet. Your head is the sign of the glory of your destiny and your feet is a sign of your dominion in destiny. Are you following? Never forget these things I'm telling you. They are basic things in life that you need to know. Great. All right, amazing. Good. So now, today we are not really talking about the matter of the head. Maybe one of these days when God gives us grace, we'll talk about that. And um, let me open your eyes a little bit. All right. Every part of you um, has what the role that it plays, and it also has a picture of your destiny every part of you has a picture of your destiny so i told you yesterday that even the shape of your head alone says a lot about your destiny you get it that means that every head has a particular crown that fixes it are you with me every head god made every head and its crown so we have 31st december kind of head when you see those kind of heads always it is on the side of the shoulder that 31st december and most of the times, catch one normal crowd that kind of head. No more, my mini, the tiqua, mini, in chanchens, what mini, just those people. Amen. All right. And sometimes you would think that Omona Oma being. Sometimes you don't really know what is inside the head because when they open their mouth to say something, it looks like it is empty. I'm not insulting anybody, but I'm just trying to say something. I'm teaching, you know, I'm teaching, so don't get offended. You are getting offended. It's a teaching. You get offended to nah, me. I didn't meant it for evil, but <laughs> may God show us mercy. Aha, uh -huh. it's good that you are not offended. Hmm. Uh, simple, it's You know, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> Alright, so I'm just trying to explain some few things.
Okay. So let's get that. Every head and the crown God has given to it. Every head. And honestly, when we speak of head, it is not all the time the physical one that we see. Because there is something, because when you look at people's head physically, you will never see any crown on it. But every human being has a crown on his head. That means we are talking about a certain kind of head. Even though your physical head also contributes to this kind of head we are talking about. And that is the foundation of your destiny. It is the glory of your destiny. So if the word of God says that you should lay hold to that which God has given you, lest any man will take your crown, then it means that in your life, in your life, in your entire life on this earth, anything you lose in this life, affect your head don't forget what i'm saying anything you lose in this life affect your head it might start from the feet because once you lose dominion which is your feet it will definitely affect your head when you look throughout scripture the Bible is always talking about head and feet. Unless you don't see it like that. Head and feet, head and feet, head and feet. With spiritual sight, you will decode what I'm talking about. No matter the matter, someone must be the head, another must be the feet. So you see, before you see a group of soldiers at a place to protect the place, then they have received a command from a commander. My son is here, he understands what I'm talking about. They will never go to a place without a command. So those soldiers at that place are actually manifesting the power over there but it came at a command from the head so if your head is not good your feet has already been attacked follow me pal that is why you have to understand that you are not supposed to joke with the glory of your destiny. And you, you, you actually walk in the glory of your destiny when you lay hold of what God has given you. Because once you begin to lose what God has given you, you will start losing your crown. And that your crown has what we call stars. Those stars shine. The shining of those stars is actually your lifting in life and in destiny. I don't want to go much into that. That one is on the side of the head. Let me talk about the feet. That is what we are, we are trying to talk about. I want you to understand this. 
all the parts of your body can be traced with your feet. Get what I'm saying? All the parts of your body can be traced with your feet. Somebody with an eye problem can be healed by just a massage of one of the toes on the feet. Somebody with a spine problem, wrist pain, the moment the massage is done on the specific kind of toe, the person gets healed within a period of time. It is to tell you, the moment any part of your body is attacked, you have to go straight to your feet and exercise dominion from that place. Else you will lose that side. And the moment you lose that side, it will reflect in your head, which is in your crown. So when the enemy cannot attack the head of man so straight, he starts with the feet. Because he knows that the feet is the sign of dominion that you have over all the places that God has given you. Once they attack the dominion dimension, it means that they can attack every side. So when, as you see the United States of America like this, the moment the U.S. Army is attacked and defeated, the whole United States of America is in trouble. No matter who you think you are in that place. The first point of attack against every man's life is his strength and dominion. God bless you, oracle of God. The first point of attack of the enemy in a man's life is to attack your strength where your dominion is. And that is your feet. This is why the Bible said, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 9, the word of God said that the Lord shall keep the feet of his saints. The saints' feet must be kept by the Lord. For by strength shall no man prevail. The Lord will keep the feet of... Say, Lord, keep my feet in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The Lord will keep the feet because the enemy attacks the feet. And let me explain something to you. The devil has specific animalistic features that he assigns against everybody's life. But there are certain kind of animals, mostly when they are sent into a man's life, there are two main places they attack. The first one is the hand, and the second one is the feet. And we know that the first animal that was sent to attack the feet of man is the serpent we know so when you read the book of genesis chapter 3 verse 15 
the word of God said, when God was actually speaking to the serpent, God cursed the serpent and said to him, The Bible said, God cursed the serpent and said, Thou art cursed among all cattle. And he said in verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will crush your head and you he will strike his heel. He will crush your head and you he will strike his heel. This message is a very big message, you know, like very, but I'm just trying to, because if I try to touch every side and what it means, we might not finish. Because your toes actually have a dimension of dominion they manifest. Then your heel also, your ankle also, we need to know all these. All of them have certain concentrated dominion in them. I pray the Lord will open our eyes and give us deeper understanding in Jesus' precious mighty name. So the first animalistic feature that the enemy releases against, that is why when God gave man the dominion, the enemy did not send any animal first but the serpent. So when you look at a serpent, the, the first part of man that the serpent will bite is the heel, which is connected to the feet. It means that you are, they are taking your dominion. Good. And the second animal that the enemy uses to fight the dominion of men is the dog. Dog. Fantifubeka se bodom. Nayena santifusu yakade okraman. Dog. Psalm 22, verse 16. Psalm 22, verse 16. Listen to what the word of God said. David said, For dogs have compassed me. You can post it here. Psalm 22 verse 16. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Mm. Evil men. Surround me like a pack of dogs. They have pierced my hands and my feet. So you see, the second animal that the enemy, the dark world, release against the dominion, which is the feet of man, is dogs. And we all know physically, when a dog gets a person, it is either they bite the hand or the feet, but most of the times the place they are looking for is the feet. 
That is why, as a believer, your feet must be kept. Now we go into keeping the feet. How the Lord keeps the feet of his saints. I declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Tonight, may the God of Israel, may the God of lunch prayer fire, may the God of priesthood time preserve your feet in the mighty name of Jesus. Your dominion will not be taken away from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, Dogs have compassed round about me, and the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. So the second animalistic feature that the enemy released against the dominion, the feet of man, dogs. So there are many people, most of the people that normally dream and see dogs, most of the time too they see snakes. Anytime you dream and you see dogs chasing after you, trying to bite your feet, it is a sign that the enemy is trying to have an attack on your dominion in life. But may the God of Eagles Mountain International deliver your soul in Jesus' precious mighty name. So let's understand that if the enemy can attack our feet then god must also find a way to keep our feet and i've already told you that anytime you hear the word keep it actually means that the one that is supposed to keep is a priest remember that great so the Lord must be the priest of your life. He must be the priest of your feet. And that is the reason why the Lord was the one that was washing the feet of the disciples. They did not understand. He was doing it and Peter said, what are you doing, Lord? In John 13, and the Lord said to them, what I am doing, you don't understand now. But later, you will understand. Then Peter says, No, Lord, I will not allow you to wash my feet like that. Then he said, If you don't allow me to wash your feet, you will not be part of me. John chapter 13. Verse 8 to 10. The moment Peter heard that, that he, that means that without feet washing, we are not part of the Lord Jesus. Then he said, Lord, then don't only wash my feet, wash my hand too, wash my head, wash my entire body. Then Jesus said, the man that has washed his feet is like someone that has washed his whole body. Mm. 
And if you wash your body without washing your feet, it is still up to nothing. What then at all is in these feet? That it leads to the entire body. That when you wash your feet, you have actually washed your entire body. The Lord understood it. But thanks be to God that as a believer, it is good that your pastor washes your feet. But it is good that you also wash your feet because Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, the Bible said that Jesus has also made us kings and priests unto God. So we are priests unto God. But before you can assume your position as a priest, you must understand the terms and conditions of a priest. You must put on your priestly garment. The priestly garment is a spiritual garment. That is why I also wished that we, we all that are part of priesthood time would actually get a tilid or a prayer shawl. I said this the other time. It is actually going to be a token. And we all know that on this mountain, the Lord uses tokens to bless us seriously. Just this afternoon, the Lord gave a direction. And after the direction, just right after the direction, a massive testimony came forth. Somebody's mother was disconnected from evil inheritance. My God. I pray for you that the Lord will open the heavens above you and cause you to walk in glory. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. So you see, the word of God said, God placed an enmity between the woman and the serpent. And also he placed another enmity. So there were two enmities that God actually spoke about. The one that was between the woman and the serpent. Then the woman's offspring and the serpent's offsprings. So put this at the back of your mind. They are not the same. So now the question is, who is the offspring of the woman? And who also is the offspring of the serpent? The woman is fighting with the serpent. The offspring of the woman are also fighting the offsprings of the serpent. And when we look critically into scripture, in the book of Galatians chapter 3, the word of God made us to understand that this woman called Eve, in Genesis chapter 3, actually was turned into another woman in the years that, that came forth. And that woman was called Heavenly Jerusalem, the mother of us all. Heavenly Jerusalem, the mother of us all. Galatians chapter 3. The word of, so you have to understand that our mother 
is not Eve, even though physically she is, because she is the one out of whom all man came forth. The Bible said in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, Let me give you the scripture. Okay, Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Verse 26. The Bible said, But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all the mother of us all so let me tell you boldly your mother is called jerusalem <laughs> wow and who is jerusalem that is not our message this evening who is jerusalem she's our mother anybody that is in christ your mother is Jerusalem. And when you go to Jerusalem, the place where Jerusalem has her power manifesting, it's like when you go to the Ashanti kingdom, the whole Ashanti region, is a woman. But there is a place called Mencia where the palace is found. And that palace is in the Ashanti kingdom. So when you go to Jerusalem, Jerusalem is a mother, but she has a place where her palace is. And that palace is called Zion. And have you heard this statement before? Daughter of Zion. Zion Baba. great maybe one of these days we will actually teach on that it's a very 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 powerful revelation to know who your mother is to know who your father is and to know who your elder brother is understand that jesus is our elder brother according to this and our mother is jerusalem Hallelujah. Alright, that's not my message. That is what I'm trying to let us understand. There are many people walking on this earth with a wounded feet because either a serpent or a dog has bitten their feet. Anybody you see in, on this earth that is going through a trouble that was orchestrated by the enemy has a wounded feet. And I can tell you boldly, 
In fact, almost 99.9% of human beings on the earth are going through specific problems that were orchestrated by the devil. That is to tell you how serious the enemy is to fight our dominion. I've already told you. The dominion that God gives to man on this earth is the reason why the devil is here. The devil is not fighting God. He knows he can't. In fact, the opposite of Lucifer is not God. He knows he can't. He can't cry. Not at all. He has no. He has nothing in him to fight against God. It won't work. He knows he's already a loser. And man, I the other time he tried to think about it, it landed him in hell. So he has, he has, he has vowed with as for God, but he found out that what he was looking for, which he wanted to find God in heaven, has been given to man. It is called dominion, and that is why he's fighting. So you see, he is fighting us. That is why it is the the offspring of the woman that. The serpent will bite its his heel. The offspring of the woman is actually the son. Who is coming to deliver the dominion back to man? But the Bible said that the serpent will bite his heel. So every human being on the surface of the earth, your feet is under contention. Whether physically or spiritually. Metaphorically, your feet is under contention. Spiritually, your feet is under contention. And physically, too, your feet is under contention. There is no place in a man's life that when something is taken out of, it can kill the man quickly than the feet. Let's say a witch has taken somebody's... Um, and another witch or the same witch has taken somebody's slippers exactly I will say that that uh, I was about going to that point I will come to that when a person when a witch takes your cap a child and another one takes your slippers or shoe even if the same witch takes those two things and he, he or she tries to use that against you the one which is your shoe will work faster than the one which is your cap Are you with me? That is why when people take, I said, when a witch takes two things from a person, one from the head and one from the feet, that which the witch took from the feet can be used against the person faster than the one that he took from the head. 
That is why when they pick the sand under or the dust under the feet of a man, it is a dangerous thing. So God told Joshua that wait, before you go, let me pray for you. I am God. I am declaring this on you. From today, I have told you, wherever you, your feet will touch, I, the Lord, I have given that place to you. What does it mean? That I have given you dominion over that place. Wherever, wherever, wherever. I pray for you this evening that wherever you will step your feet, may the Lord give that place to you, whether at the workplace, whether at a certain embassy for visa. Once you step feet there, my God, you will take absolute dominion over that realm where you are going to do your national service as you step your feet there the lord will give that place to you no evil person can rise against you in the mighty name of jesus yeah i'm telling you something before you go to any new place don't forget to do feet washing <laughs> you are reviving your dominion you get a new job, you are now going to the place, wash your feet. You, have, you are going to a place you have never been to before, wash your feet. Go and take dominion over that place. Don't just go, keke. Don't. Don't just go, keke. You are going to minister at a certain church, you are a man of God, they have invited you. Please, wash your feet. When you go, take charge over all the spirits over there. Minister powerfully and return. You are going to start a new business, my dear, wash your feet. Even if that business is not a physical or geographical location, wash your feet. Feet washing is a sign and a symbol of retrieving a lost dominion. Are you following? Good. When the enemy has stolen something from you and you want it back, my dear, wash your feet. You will possess your possession. And I told you that there are many reasons for washing the feet. And most of the time, the kind of reason for washing your feet, because everybody and the kind of area that the enemy has attacked the dominion over listen to me do you know that you are supposed to have dominion over your health do you know you are supposed to have dominion over your finances you are supposed to have dominion over your academics you are supposed to have dominion over your marriage it is the dominion the lord gives so if your marriage is going through troubles, it means that the part of your feet that dominates and controls your marriage has been destroyed or has been tackled by the enemy. So when you wash your feet, you are washing your feet to take back that dominion. And know what God will do after this direction. Those of you whose marriages are at the verge of breaking, the Lord will bring it back, you will be shocked. 
you you will take dominion over your business once again. You will wash your feet on that and it will be restored. I'm telling you, there are many things about washing of the feet that we don't know. And I can't say all of them. But I'm just opening our eyes bit by bit. I want you to know that the devil can attack your feet. So if you are somebody that normally dreams and you see dogs and you see snakes plenty, you have to rise. Pray and wash your feet. The Bible said, the Lord shall keep the feet of the saints. He will keep it. May the priestly anointing of the Lord keep your feet in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 91. He said, I've commanded my angels to bear you up in their arms, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Mashema Bofuamau said, Wongwewu, na wongkwa wongsayem, na wongnai ampimbo. What does it mean for a man to dash his foot against the stone? It is a symbol of you falling off your dominion. But God will keep your feet from falling. The Bible says that unto him that can keep our feet from falling, unto him that can keep our feet from falling, may he be, listen, before a man can fall down, it is actually on the area of defeat. That is why the word of God said in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, Paul started telling the Ephesian church, he told them that my dear brothers and sisters, we are not wrestling with flesh and blood though. We are not wrestling with flesh and blood but with principalities. We are wrestling with certain spirits that are wicked. He said, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, Put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. You may be able to stand. When it comes to the devil, it is about standing. When it comes to the attacks of the enemy, we stand against. When it comes to every attack that the enemy will release against a believer's life, the believer must stand and standing is as a result, is a function of your feet. Therefore, when God started telling us to put on the whole armor of God, he began to teach us where all this armor will, will preserve. So every armor that you put on yourself will keep that place. So if we are talking about our feet being kept by the Lord, then definitely there is something that keeps our feet. What is it called? He 
He said, therefore put on the full armor of God. He said full armor. That means you can put on some and not put on some. There are some of you, your feet is actually naked. There is no covering. Nothing is covering your feet. And I'm going to show you the simplest way to cover your feet. So amazing. Before feet washing, the simplest way. Let's, let's listen to what the word of God is saying. The Bible said, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. I love it. He said, after you have stood against the day of evil, you have to stand again. <laughs> I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. There are two dimensions of the standing here. That The first one, you stand against the day of evil and the attacks of the enemy. And after attacking all those attacks, you must stand. There are many people that will stand against the day of evil, but at the end of everything, they will fall. This is why the Bible said, The spirit of a man will sustain him on the bed of sickness. If your spirit is strong, it is difficult for you to die like a mere chicken. There are some people that will go into coma for years and return because of the strength in their spirits. Some people will go into coma three days, they, they are gone. Are you getting it? So put this at the back of your mind. The believer that has covered himself with the armor of God is actually the stronger one. Some of you, when your boyfriend says it is over, you will die. You, you will go and drink DDT. But there are some people, they are masters of broken hearts. You break their heart today, tomorrow they are singing and praising God in church. They have, they have mastered it. Their hearts have become like fancy kinky that you have put in the deep freezer for 18 days. <laughs> Massa, what is killing another is giving somebody strength. There are some of us, what our friends are going through, when they bring it to us for two minutes, we will die. But our friends went through it and came out and they are still standing. That is when we say, stand against the walls of the enemy and at the end of it all, stand. Are you with me? Something is about to happen to you. This miss priesthood time. Eh? This life, don't miss priesthood time. I beg you. Some witches will see you the next day and ah, are you okay? And then you tell them, Am I okay, Sessin? Can't you see me? <laughs> they will be shocked. I, I tell to you. That area of your life that you have been struggling after this direction, hey, 
I can hear people calling me, man of God, I have a testimony. Man of God, I have a testimony. I can hear plenty of calls that I'm not even answering some. <laughs> oh my God. In fact, this direction it will look like everybody will have a testimony. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> My God. You see that your mother-in-law that doesn't like you finish with that direction. And let us see what will happen. You will take dominion over your marriage. They will be shocked. They will be shocked. They will like you. If care is not taken, you think it is juju. Good. Let us continue. He said, And after that you are done with everything, stand. Verse 14 says, Stand firm then. Hey, so everything is about standing here. When it comes to fighting the devil, it is about standing. After saying that, stand against the day of evil and all the wiles of the enemy, he said, At the end of everything, make sure you stand. Then verse 14 says, Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled round your waist so when it comes to your waist your waist is also a sign of a part of your destiny we will start talking about all these things in maybe another session when it comes to your waist you have to keep your waist with what we call the belt of truth and understand that the waist of everybody is actually the middle point of the person's whole body and I've already told you, your body is actually on the side of your head and feet, which is glory and dominion. So there is a middle dimension of glory and dominion. That middle dimension is called truth. Once you lose that dimension, glory and dominion cannot stay together. We'll start talking about all these things. So he said, if you want to cover all yourself with the whole armor of God, so that you can stand against the walls of the enemy and at the end of it all stand, then I am teaching you, start by doing this. Get belt of truth and put it around your waist. After that, he said, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, so on your chest area, your breast area, there is something we call the breastplate of righteousness put righteousness on your chest because on your chest if the enemy gets access to your chest your chest area is where the rib cage actually is where it is broken the covering of the heart something covers the heart a particular bone some bones have actually folded themselves they are 24 in number 12 on each side that have actually covered the heart and these bones are actually the 24 elders 
in the heavens. They have actually covered the heart. And we know the Bible said, guard your heart with all diligence. Anytime a man breathes in, the bones actually will contract or constrict. And when he breathes out, the bone will actually relax. So there is a relaxation and constriction of the bone. If you are critically looking at the breathing pattern of a man, you realize that at the tip of all the 24 rib bones, there is something that is like a crown-like feature, like a crown at the tip of all the 24 bones. And that crown-like feature is called corona. Corona in anatomy. That is why coronavirus has a symbol that the, the shape of the virus is like a crown. You get it? So anytime a man breathes in, what happens is that there is con- constriction. The crowns at the tip of all the 24 rib cages will look like would dislocate themselves from the tip. Then the rib cages will actually fold themselves together. Then when the man breathes out, the crown will fix back to the places and it will cause the rib cages to relax. This is actually what the Bible talked about. That the 24 elders day and night they cast their crowns and they bow down so the constriction of the rib cage actually is the bowing down of the 24 elders but before they bow what happens that they cast their crowns casting crowns lifting hands bowing hearts it's all we've come to do understand the meaning of songs everything that is happening in heaven is actually happening in your body you need to know great now let's move to the next one he said after you have covered your breast or your chest with the breastplate of righteousness, that is why righteousness is the only one, only thing that can keep a man's heart. When we read the book of Romans, chapter 10, the word of God said, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 10. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And so there is a link between the heart and righteousness. That is why the right the breastplate of righteousness is covering the breast area and the chest area where the heart is actually located. 
Are you with me? Great. Good. So after you have covered your heart with righteousness and start by believing in the Lord Jesus, what goes or what, what the next thing is that you and your feet must also be kept fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. <laughs> now listen, we are talking about feet this evening, so I will, I will just pause here. When it came to the feet dimension, he said, as for your feet, it will be kept with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Readiness of the gospel of peace. So when you read the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 15, he said, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. So listen, one of the ways to keep your feet as a believer is to preach the gospel. I'm showing you a secret. And I told you that your feet actually is your dominion. Because, and about, I love what the NIV says, he said, the readiness. So you have to always be ready to preach the gospel of peace. You have to always be ready to. So your readiness to always preach the gospel of peace is the beautification of your feet. Oh, I love the beautification part. Somebody said, I am now understanding the scripture in Romans. Glory to Jesus. You see how the Lord is bringing understanding to us? So amazing. So, so amazing. Now, the word of God said, the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to them that are perishing. In the book of Romans chapter 1, the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to those that are perishing. But to us that are saved, it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. So anytime a man is ready or is preaching the gospel, he is actually manifesting the power of God that saves. And that man's feet will definitely be beautiful because you cannot preach the power of God that saves a man from the kingdom of darkness and your feet will not be kept. And any man, so the basic way to actually get your feet kept is by preaching the gospel of peace. Is that not amazing? How many of us have been doing this? We sit in a commercial car 
We don't even make mention of Jesus to anybody. Some of us, it is very difficult for us to do so. The preaching of the gospel of peace actually is the manifestation of the evangelistic grace. Propagating the gospel. Speak of the works of the Lord Jesus. Speak of his death. Speak of his resurrection. Speak of the hope that we believers have in him. And at the workplace, speak it out. Even if you can't speak it, let your life say it. That is one of the ways that as a believer, you get your feet kept by the Lord. Are you following? So people of God, the enemy is attacking a lot of of the parts of your life. Let me tell you, go out and preach the gospel. Come back home. Wash your feet and let's see what the Lord will do. Let's see what your eyes will behold. And we shall hear of amazing testimonies. Don't feel so shy. He said, be ready to preach the gospel. Of peace. We will stay here with the feet because he actually continued and he said, In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation. Once you hear helmet of salvation, which part of you is is it going to keep and protect? Your head. Your head. And your head is the symbol of your destiny and your glory. Then he said, take the shield of faith. What is the shield of faith? Have you seen when um, the police are actually confronting maybe some bandits or people that are evil? When the police are actually confronting them, most of the time they have a certain transparent glass-like thing that they shield themselves with. Most of those things are bulletproof. You, you fire a bullet into it, it will bounce back. Are you getting it? It is called the shield of faith. And the Bible said, this shield of faith, what it does is that it extinguishes the flaming arrows of the evil one. So you see, the enemy can shoot an arrow. And any time an arrow is shot against a man's life, it comes with speed. There are things that happen to a man without his awareness. 
But what fights and extinguishes, the reason why it extinguishes is that when that arrow is coming, it is having a flame at the tip. So it will not only pierce into you, it will burn you as well. What kind of attack is that? But the Bible said, with that kind of attack, it is only the shield of faith that will quench and extinguish that flaming arrow of the evil one. And after that, you put on the helmet of salvation that will protect your crown and your glory. Then he said, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Wow. Take the sword of the spirit. You see what God is actually describing here? He's describing how a priest looks like. A priest and a king at the same time that is a warrior. All you need as a believer is what God has actually described here through Paul. So when you look critically at this one, it is only the priest that is supposed to have the breastplate of righteousness. So there is a priestly dimension over there. Once we pick the helmet, we are actually speaking of a warrior. Once we pick the sword, we know that that is a warrior. So God is actually speaking of the war that a priest is supposed to stand and fight. And I pray that the gracious Lord that is keeping your feet will cause you to have understanding into his things and also grant you the grace to abort every agenda of the enemy in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I also told you yesterday that the universal token or medium through which the feet of man can be washed is water. But it is not only the token that can be used to wash the feet of man. Based on the specific dominion that the enemy has stolen that you want to restore, you can use other tokens you can wash your feet with oil the word of god said it in the book of deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 24 the bible said deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 24 the word of god said and as for asa He said, about Asa, he said, most blessed of sons in Asha, let him be favored by his brothers and let him bath his feet in oil. That means that anytime a man washes his feet in oil, he is actually receiving what we call favor among his brethren. Do you want favor at the place that you are? 
Do you want favor from an uncle? Do you want favor from somebody close to you? I'm showing you a secret. The Bible said it. Wash your feet with oil and pray. You see how things have been laid so clear in the scriptures, but we have read the Bible, so we have not seen it. May God open our eyes to discover any deliverance too He has given to us from the scriptures. God has given some a certain, a certain scripture can save your life when you get the revelation behind. May God open your eyes to understand these things in the mighty name of Jesus. A time came, the Bible said, When Moses left Egypt because he was being chased, when he realized that when he killed that Egyptian, he was caught by somebody, he left Egypt. And the Bible said, once he left Egypt, he went to meet a certain man who was from Media, and the name of this man was called Jethro. And that man Jethro gave him a woman to marry. And the name of that woman is Zipporah. And after God appeared to Moses and told Moses to go and redeem his people from the hands of Pharaoh in Egypt. Moses went to tell his father-in-law that this is what the Lord has said. He did a lot when God spoke to him. He actually did not believe in a lot of things. He nearly changed his mind at so many times. And the Bible said, Whilst Moses was on his way, whilst Moses was on his way to Egypt with his wife Zipporah, the Bible said God met him on the way and sought to kill him. Hey! God met Moses on the way and sought to kill him. Why? Only God knows. But the wife of Moses did something amazing that till now a lot of people don't have understanding into it. The moment the wife decoded that some God is coming to kill my husband, there is something she did in the book of Exodus chapter 4, verse 24 and 25. The Bible said, And it came to pass, by the way in the inn that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Verse 25. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone 
and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. Verse 26, So he let him go. Then she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. Look at that. God came to meet Moses and wanted to kill him. And immediately the woman took a sharp stone and cut the foreskin of the son. That means she circumcised the son. And immediately she touched the feet of Moses with the foreskin of the child. And God left him. Hey, what is the secret in this one? What did this woman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. The first time I read this scripture, I said, What kind of woman is this one? Zipola. What kind of woman? God told Abraham that Abraham, any male child that will come forth in Israel, let that male child be circumcised. So circumcision was actually the way to be an Israelite as a male. So any child of an Israelite that has not been circumcised is not part of Israel. And you cannot add that child to God's agenda. Hey, Moses had a child with Zipporah and forgot that his forefather Abraham entered into a covenant with God that every male child in Israel must be circumcised. And he was leaving his father-in-law's place to the, to the land where the people of God are to execute God's assignment with a son that was not circumcised. Zipporah was not an Israelite. We don't know where she understood that mystery from. When God wanted to kill Moses because Moses was trying to send a son out of his loins, who is supposed to be an Israelite through circumcision but had not circumcised the child. Moses was now taking the child to, where, to the battlefield. It was actually going to be a way that would allow Pharaoh to kill all the children of Israel. But we don't know where the woman caught that revelation from. Immediately she picked her son and took a sharp stone and cut the forehead and touched the feet of Moses. And the Bible said, and God left him. Oh my God. That means that something, there is what we call blood in your hands and blood on your feet. When David wanted to build a temple for the Lord, God said, no, stop. There is too much blood in your hands. You cannot build. Blood in a man's hand is a sign of killing. But blood on a man's feet is a sign of life. So the woman said, a bloody husband will thou be to me. What was she saying?
David could not build the temple of the Lord because he had blood at his hand. But the moment David had blood, the moment Moses had blood on his feet, God spared his life. May the blood of Jesus be at your feet. May the Lord wash your feet in the blood. May your life be spared. That means that washing of your feet with the blood of Jesus is a preservation of life. You can increase your lifespan by washing your feet in the blood of Jesus. Are you following? I told you that, in fact, almost 99.9 issues of destiny can be decoded from your feet. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. My God. May the Lord help us and give us grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Please, this night, exactly 12 a.m. GMT, we are all meeting in prayer and we are actually praying to restore our lost dominion. Don't be worried. Nelly, right after here, I'm going to upload the message. So you can download and listen to it. Please, as for this message of feet washing, I want it to go viral. I want every believer to know this. I beg you. Believers are struggling too much. God has given mystical truth that is supposed to set us free. Please. Someone said, Daddy, please, is it advisable to do feet washing every week or once a month? Once a month is better, but every week too is good. In fact, if you can do it every day, but just that you will not get used to and reduce the value of it in your mind. It will be good to do it once a week. Because we are human beings and our brains you know, transmits a lot of things based on how often we do it. Once you keep doing it, it will become normal. You will lose the value for it. So you have to make up your mind in a way that no matter how many times you do it, you would actually stay strong. And listen, we are going to, after this one, we will do another one. It will be for long life. We will also teach on that and pray on that too. That one we are going to wash our feet with communion wine. It is not going to be water. 
but com- purely communion wine. Get ready. You'll be, you, you, you'll, be, you'll be like a hot iron. Witches cannot touch you. Please, this one, you can't do it for someone. This is your feet. Not someone's feet. So tell the person to do it. Someone said, Rosofu, please, do you have an audio on your teaching? Yes, mostly all the teachings that we do here, I upload them on Podbean. So, once you go to my Podbean, just go to my podcast. You will get most of my teachings there and you can listen. Don't listen alone, I beg. Share it. Alright, so please tell people to do this. There are, in fact, looking at the way God is opening things up to us. Sometimes, don't you get shocked why pastors also preach against these things? Don't you get shocked? No, it's just with water. Just with water. Just with water. No soup, nothing. Yes, just so before we meet this evening, everybody should either get a basin of water or a, um, a bucket of water, something that you can put your feet in. You get some of your monaiso sompa mochen eyi and your Gabriel. Intinoko fa robe biya wako pino pe pine kesi a pine pine. Ah, na. You are out to her robe by a seat bath bathhouse where you are all coffered there. Where she was a cook room with you grab a comb. Eh, sister? You don't have any, at least get a certain container you can put water in and you put your feet in because we will just see that everybody should put his feet in once we pray. Yet the night be simply a bumpire. So please, try and get, you, you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, don't go and rip any small rubber. And farm rubber beer, when I know concoho, means we might not know the time we finish with the prayer. It will be there, please, I beg. What God wants to do, Mr. Unipaya, go and borrow some. <laughs> alright, alright. I said, Maybe you are like some of us, and I have 14 people in one room. In their form, they are the form in your bed is so that you can't you call that bed bed. Open mattress is water. Are you a king in your village? <laughs> you want a mattress to sleep on? Hey, we are here now. 
Briar Brill, just a marketing ketten mat on the idea as a robber be a yen. Then it miss an eye, ye, 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 bo, ye, bonnet said the old bo, call room. As yes, near Nans or near Nayat Tiadin, near several days, Nipa Brewery as you were at the Najin. Unans or an up. Ketena amake mark was skin in ages. Munya stretch marks. Natural one. Mom, Oma, Yenzuna, Yeni Pilo, no. You don't have to affront to her, no, my dear. You're sorry, I will be a who I know is a water. Oh, who and Mrs. Adder, who and him said they'll cry uncle. Say, say, obey you, say, dear. <laughs> so we said, Abia, Bia, now Bia, Bia, our fool who say, Oh, yes, Jesus is still our Lord. Hallelujah. All right, God bless you for this evening. God bless you. It was such an amazing moment. Um, we have plenty of things to also talk about. But um, so this evening, I just um, scratch the surface fast, fast. Okay, also, if you can ask your question, yeah, if you have any question on this one, you can ask. Okay, he said, are we supposed to pray facing any direction, say south or north? You can pray anywhere. The Holy Ghost is in you. But God can also tell you specifically to look at the side and pray. He knows what he wants to do with it. Yeah. You can pray and you can be led by the Spirit to, to face south, north, east or west and pray. But if you pray on any side too, without being led to focus on any other side too, that prayer too, once it is according to the will of God, it can be answered. Someone said, and I, he said, and I heard, if your kitchen is closer to or facing the bathroom, it's bad. Is that oh, kitchen close to the bathroom? There are most kitchens in our, in our homes that are close to the bathroom. Okay, I think I've, I've actually not um, maybe looked into that to discover what it actually means. But I'll, I'll, I'll look into it and see. Someone said, Daddy, please can one do the feet, do the washing of feet with blood? Hey, blood, why are you going to get the blood? So we pray over either water or any token. That is why we are going to use the communion wine. And we are going to use that as the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Blood party. Oak of fire. But where, where will you put it? When you put it in a pot, they will say, ah, we said it. Okay. <laughs> 
Because you know, people are waiting to talk that. It is one hour. Alright. <laughs> no, the communion one is not for today. I will talk about that one too. I have to teach on that one how to um, walk in long life by washing your feet with the blood of Jesus. So let's get that. <laughs> so, prophet said we should go again. Hey, you're awful. <laughs> All right. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of Jesus. We have some few minutes, like nine minutes. If you have any other question, too, you can ask. If you have any other question, too, you can ask. Yes, yes, about the amputation. You know, anytime somebody's leg is amputated, anytime somebody's leg is amputated, definitely something has been taken from the person and it's about dominion. So the rest of it all is that the person will now have to use only the crown of glory to walk in this life and if i don't know how to say it for you to understand if the person is able to decode how to shine in destiny with the crown then it will look like He's somebody who has not been amputated because everything he would need in destiny, he would have it. But once your legs are amputated, generally speaking, your dominion has been taken. Yes, that's why the devil likes that. He likes that. So pray for the people that use their feet for, for work. Drivers, footballers, you know, those kind of people. You know, athletes and those people. Pray for them. Someone says, sometimes you sleep and the dream is bizarre. It's like the dream does not have a head and a tail. Please, what accounts for that? Plenty things, oh. Plenty things. Dream is dear. If I try to go into it, um, it's a whole topic on its own that must be treated for like two months. Because there are plenty things to dreams. Plenty things to dreams. Plenty. I told you that there are three main categories of dreams. You have dreams from God, dreams from the devil, and dreams from you, the human being. Even the one from you, Nukra, alone, it is too 
like big you can't quickly understand just like that because you can get a dream from your own self through so many means yes so you have to understand that plenty you have dreams from god dreams from the devil and dreams from you in fact the dreams that are from your own soul eh, they are the ones that are complicated complicated dreams that is when somebody you know you, you love a particular lady but you have realized that a certain guy is trying to get so close to that lady and you are angry physically but you dream and see yourself beating the guy oh sorry Andra said, please, when I pray at midnight, I sometimes hear gunshots. Why that, please? Okay. It depends. It, it depends. Unless we actually look into it to decode where it is coming from. Mm, you have to look into it to decode where it is. So don't be worried. I will look into it for you. Okay. All right. Then he said, like, I, today I dreamt and it was like I was holding a bomb. <laughs> I said, dream from yourself, eh? Plenty. You can pick it from a, a movie you have watched. You can pick it from a conversation that went on during the day. You can pick it from the workplace. Somebody insulted you a shit. You see yourself beating the person. When you wake up, you see you feel okay. <laughs> so you see, you have to. There are some of you ladies, you want to beat some people, but you, you know you don't have any strength. So when you catch them in your dream, you shape them. They also for please, I lose focus. Whenever I'm praying, it has been consistent. Uh, even in the afternoon, while we were praying, I was on and off. Please, you need to pray to God that the Holy Ghost should give you focus. You see that thing? Anything, that is what one thing you have to understand. Anything you know you lack, pray to God for it. Some of these things can be given by the Holy Ghost. The Lord give me focus, give life to my mind, give life to my mind. Let me stay focused, Lord. Let me stay focused and pray, 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 pray. Gradually, it will be built. It will not be an instant thing. Then you are focused. No, no, because it is a certain programming in the human mind that must also be reprogrammed. You get it. I know people they can't meditate when they sit down and close their eyes to meditate for five minutes. Then turn up, they are snoring. Ka 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 oko. But that is yeah. 
They can't sit down and close their eyes for five minutes without sleeping. It means their mind is weak. You see that thing? The mind is weak and it must be trained. The way people are, someone said, please, I see myself eating more times in my dreams. That one too can be linked to many things. You see, that is why I've already told you that anytime you see a book and when you dream and you see that you are walking here, it means this. When you dream and you see that you are having this, it means this. Don't buy those books. They will deceive you. Because dreams have different meanings. You can dream and be eaten and it is either from God, from yourself or from the devil. And wherever the, the source of the dream is, determines the meaning of the dream you get it the prophet of god saw himself in a dream and the lord was giving him a scroll to eat he said when i ate it it was like honey in my mouth he ate when he woke up the word of god was in his stomach because he ate it in a dream he, he ate so when you dream and you are eating it means you are a witch and then you know the number of witches in this world. <laughs> if you dream and you are eating, it means they have bought sickness for you in this world. It is not always like that. Those ones are true, but it is not always like that. Because sometimes your appetite for food be you can bring it in a dream. Haven't you seen that? Tell you, you can, you can, ah, like today you and ah, rather than the men are beggar and come in your head, just say, what you want in your imagination, in your beggar, 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 where you now die. Ah, it will be easy to dream about it. Because dreams also do come about by the things, the thoughts from the mind. When thoughts migrate from the heart of a man to the mind at night, they reflect as dreams. Because thoughts are originally created in the heart. And once they move to the mind, when it is night, when the man is asleep, they reflect as dreams. God bless you and keep you strong. We have a few seconds. We are going to meet this night exactly 12 a.m. GMT for priesthood time. Please make sure you get a basin of water or a bucket of water ready. We are all going to engage in it. And make sure you get either a towel or a neat rag that you will actually put your feet in right after you have removed it from the basin of water. God bless you. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye.